Here's what I can't stand about the modern day doctrine of tithing. It's misguided, misplaced, and absolutely holding back the church from truly impacting our culture. And yet, I love it. It may be nails on a chalkboard when some pastors talk about it, but it immediately puts my heart in check and reminds me that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So here's the part of the service we all love, the offering. It feels like a no-win situation. If I don't put anything in, what is everyone around me gonna think? Because you know we're all playing that watching, not really watching, trying to guess who's giving what to the church. And if I do put something in, I mean, I feel like a Pharisee, right? Hey everyone, check this out as I put something in the plate this week. And who threw in that $5 anyway? Really, $5. I mean, stop acting like you're the poor widow that Jesus was praising. That's what you call a guilt offering. The reality is that only 5% of Christians actually tithe 10% of their annual income. The rest, eh, the average is two to 3% for most Christians. I know, not very inspiring. It's not exactly one of those self-sacrificing moments that we Christians are using to inspire the world. Speaking of numbers, the modern teaching on tithing is misguided in large part because it focuses on a percentage and not a heart transformation. When we look into the New Testament, we find not a mathematical formula, but instead a challenge to give sacrificially with joy and faith as the driver. Instead, what we normally hear is the pastor beating that drum about giving 10% and doing so directly to the church. And I get it. I mean, after all, pointing to a percentage is a lot easier than some subjective notion of sacrifice. But we have to remember that the tithe, like many Old Testament laws, was designed to one, set apart God's people from everyone else, and two, help us realize the sin and deceitfulness that was laying on our hearts. After Jesus' resurrection, what set apart the New Testament church was its uncanny ability to give beyond what was practical. I mean, we all know what we would be willing to sacrifice for a loved one in need, and God shows us what he was willing to sacrifice through the life of Jesus. So it kind of just makes sense that the New Testament would focus more on sacrificial giving and doing so extravagantly through not just our money, but our time, talent, resources as well. Our response to this call to be generous often reveals what our hearts truly value. I mean, we either say collectively yes to this and stand out in a world filled with selfishness and greed, or we say no and get a taste of what our own sinful nature is really like. Here's the real kicker. Our modern notion of tithing isn't just misguided, it's misplaced. I mean, is giving to God's church relegated to just one local body? Of course not. I mean, the Big C Church is at play in thousands of different ways, from nonprofits to missionaries to just regular folks like you and me meeting the needs of our neighbors. I mean, the New Testament gives us freedom to follow God's lead in where and what we give. 
Our challenge is to take all the things that we have been blessed with in the form of time, talent, money, and distribute them generously and sacrificially as we choose. I mean, nobody can tell you what percentage to give. That's between you and God. But be warned, if you truly are seeking God on this issue, He's always going to push you beyond the point of what's practical and into the realm of what requires faith to do it. Ultimately though, when a church becomes overly dependent on tithes and offerings, things like innovation and our impact in the community often cease. Risky new ideas that are brought to the table are often cut short for fear of offending some of our more prominent donors. <laughs> when that happens, we become no different than a for-profit organization whose majority shareholders are directing the ship based on their own comfort and self-interest. Not exactly the kind of community of faith God is challenging us to be. Here's the deal. A growing number of Christians are longing to be a part of a community that offers them freedom in what, where, and how they give. And they know which churches those are too, because those are typically the ones that are innovating new ways to reach and impact their community. They're starting entrepreneurial endeavors. They might be opening coffee shops or resale stores. They're diversifying their income and using that income to further their impact in the community. Maybe they're partnering with local officials to solve regional problems. They're thinking outside the box. They're flexing those time, talent, and resource muscles and inspiring others to do the same. So the call to the church is to be encouraging and open-handed when it comes to how our members are distributing their resources. And the call to us as Christians is to follow suit by being wise, diligent, and sacrificial when it comes to where, what, and how we give. And remember, if what we are offering the world isn't requiring faith, then we're probably doing it wrong. Like I said, I love and hate the doctrine of tithing. All I know is that if we're seeking God's counsel on this issue, then whatever it is we give and wherever it is we give it, we can trust that he's going to allocate it the right way.